0: Now presenting And I'm so sick of people saying that that love is just all a woman is fit for. I'm so sick of it. The Cinema Chicks Podcast Maybe I'm one of those people that has always wanted to do it, but it's like a pipe dream. Totally. I Snap out of it! Starring Hope Johansson I'm
1: not a poet. I'm just a woman.
0: And Madeline Rancourt yeah, Call me Ladybird like Christine. you said you would.
1: Hey, I'm Madeline.
0: And we are the Cinema Chicks. Madeline, what have you been watching lately?
1: So last night I went to go see Come On, Come On. Mm -hmm. And I had been trying to see this. I tried to see it at the New York Film Festival But it was only playing at like 6 p.m. And I just could never make it. It was like only playing on weekdays at the festival. I I mean, I I say like it was always – it played like twice. I missed it there. And I told myself, I was like, okay, I actually have to see this because I love Mike Mills, love 20th Century Woman. And I was excited for this and love Joaquin Phoenix, obviously, and A24. Yeah. Okay. So that's – oh, and black and white. So I had quite the list of reasons why I was excited to go see this. And hmm, I don't want to say it like it didn't wow me, but it didn't disappoint me. Like I kind of left and was like, "Yeah, okay, that's, like, pretty much what I expected from it," which I feel like is also how I felt with Twentieth Century Woman. Like. It's not my favorite movie. I do really enjoy it, but, like, I think I'd watch it, like, with somebody to be, like, oh, like, trying to explain the movie to them and be, like, oh, let's just watch it. Like, I feel like that's the only circumstance I'd watch that, and I feel like that's the only circumstance I would watch this again. Basically, it's Joaquin Phoenix, and he's, like, taking care of his nephew while his sister goes to be with her husband, who she's pretty much, like, separated from, because – as far as i understand he's he has bipolar disorder and she's trying to go take care of him and <sighs> It's it's like interesting because he has like this like radio show sort of thing that he's like going around recording. So he takes the nephew with him and the nephew like records around. And honestly, it reminded me of the podcast because they're like just recording audio <laughs> all the time. like, wow, my life. Um, and it was really sweet. And it was nice to see this relationship between like an uncle and a nephew that was pretty unique. It, and the black and white was stunning. Some of it takes place in LA. Some of it takes place in New York. Then... Uh, New Orleans and Detroit so it's interesting like moving city to city and I just I love seeing cities in black and white and that was really cool I don't know it didn't it didn't have like a huge arc to it I felt like which I mean it doesn't really need to but I guess it just didn't really wow me at any points like I was just kind of like yeah like I'm enjoying this but I'm just like enjoying it as much as I just was so it's not like it's necessarily getting any better so like I feel like we could have stopped it at like an hour and I would have been content Mm. like I just left like content being like yeah like that was that was pretty good like Joaquin Phoenix is not crazy amazing in this like he does a great job but it's not necessarily like wow, standout performance from Joaquin Phoenix, like, I don't think it necessarily needed to be him in that role. You know, like, there are a lot of roles where I'm like, wow, like, only Joaquin Phoenix could have pulled that off. But this, maybe not necessarily. The little boy in this, he's incredible. He just brings this, like, nuance and rawness to the character. You can just tell that he isn't, like, bogged down, I guess. Like, he Mm. just... Is there, and it it reminded me of the performance of the little girl in the Florida Project. I mean, it's a very, very different performance, but a similar sort of energy that the kid has as an artist. And his name's Woody Norman, and he was wonderful. And I can't wait to see where he goes with his career because I think he's very talented. And I feel like this was probably like his first thing. I haven't seen him in anything. I'm interested to see where this film goes. I haven't... Okay, yeah, he's in a few films, I guess. But I'm interested to see where this goes. I haven't heard a ton about it, like, in the media. But that's okay. It doesn't mean there needs to be. But yeah, overall, I would recommend this. I would say go go, take a look at it. It's, it's good. And again, I feel like another good, like, rainy day, Sunday movie sort of vibe. I wouldn't... Okay. Like, I saw this, like at night in Times Square and well the AMC in Times Square not just like out in Times Square (laughs) but like I don't know it like maybe not the vibe for that but it was it was a good time I I did enjoy it it's a good like sort of like nice sigh movie I guess Mm. is how I feel about it Okay. Okay. But other than that, I recently watched Tick Tick Boom, which has just been released on Netflix. And I was also excited for this one because it is directed by Lynn Manuel Miranda, which is just kind of crazy to me. And it's written by Steven Levinson. And then the music is written by no one other than Jonathan Larson.
0: And this film has an all star cast uh, with the leads just to name a few being uh andrew garfield alexandra Shipp, vanessa hudgens and joshua henry i was well first of all as some of you may or may not know if you've been listening to us for a while um <laughs> madeline and i are both in theater school i that we are i grew up as a theater kid A Broadway baby, if (laughs) you will. Um, Musical theater has been a massive chunk of my life. And this movie, to me, just felt like a love letter to the Broadway community. And specifically to Jonathan Larson, who some of you may know as the man behind Rent, which I feel like, I feel like as a kid, when rent comes into your life, that's like mm. a pretty pivotal turning point. I don't know. I don't know about you, Madeline, but um, rent no, had, it like was. A, had a big impact on my life. I, I was never in it, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, because there's not a ton of parts that are really for me in that show, but um, yeah, <laughs> learning learning the words to, like, La Vie Bohème, the nine-minute long, massive ensemble oh number. Um, once That's a rite of passage, I feel like, <laughs> for a theater kid. I never uh, went that far. No? No. You can't, you can't sing all of La Vie Bohème. No.
1: I'm sorry. That's okay. The, I might just be... I used to even know then. all the, um, all the voicemails.
0: <laughs> okay. That is a, that's a different level of dedication. Yeah. So I'll give you that. I think that's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty even then. But yeah, this was, I was so excited for this and it really didn't disappoint me. It felt like very nostalgic, um, a little romanticized, um, you know, cause we're talking about like the AIDS crisis and, you know, yeah. struggling artists, you know, the, bohemia lifestyle but then also I'm kind of looking at it now and I'm like this is kind of the life I'm living right now which is very interesting and also just like so oh, I don't know it just made me very like reflective and like a little teary-eyed one because I, I love Tick Tick Broom anyway I love the music It's. I think it's fantastic. But also, yeah, just like knowing that, like I coming from small town Midwest, have made it to the same place in my life that like Jonathan Larson was, and he was like waiting to hit it big, and he like he knows he's gonna be the next big thing in musical theater, and yeah, he never gets to see it for himself. I don't know. I'm rambling now. I know, but this I'm definitely gonna rewatch many times. It's got a special place in my heart.
1: I love that. I as well. Loved rent. I think it was my, I want to say my sophomore or junior year of high school, the national tour came through my state. I I wouldn't even say my my town because it was like two hours away, but that's the closest things would come to me anyway. So it came to my state. I went to go see it on my birthday. That's the day that they were coming. And I went with my whole family and I think they were all like, uh, (laughs) okay. But that was- An amazing production. And I, from then, was like, oh my God, like, I just love this. And the music's great. And yeah, I also had that phase, but I never necessarily had like a tick, tick, boom phase. I'm mean, watching this. I was like, oh yeah, I did know that song from like various musical theater cabarets or fundraisers mm-hmm. that I've been to. Because I feel like a lot of people do these sort of songs because the nature of the show, it kind of works well to like mm-hmm. do in a cabaret. I don't know. I I hate to to disagree with you, Hope, but that's okay. This is why we're I, here. That is why we're here. We can't just, you know, gush on everything like, you know, we we do sometimes. But I didn't – I didn't love it. And I also – I don't know. Maybe it's because I had such high expectations. I love Andrew Garfield. Uh-huh. I – Also had a huge obsession with Lin-Manuel Miranda, as I think a lot of people did in like 2016, 2017. I saw him in Hamilton, and that was like literally my life for like two years. And I was very excited for this. I mean, I wouldn't say like I was disappointed, but also I went to my directing class yesterday and one of my classmates was like, oh, has anyone watched Tick, Tick, Boom? And I was like, oh, I, I watched some of it, but I, ne- I need to finish it because I honestly, I, I fell asleep. But that was just because I was tired, <laughs> not because not because I was bored. But then my classmate was like, there's these articles saying that Lin-Manuel Miranda has brought back the movie musical or he saved the genre or whatever. And I was oh, like, no. whoa, I didn't, I didn't get that from the like first 20 minutes. So then finishing it, I was like, whoa where's this gonna go and I didn't get that vibe at all so I mean not to criticize but also I mean I guess that that's what we're here to do is to critique films and I don't know I just also like the diner scene where they're like outside like that was probably like some of the worst super imposing like green screen I don't know fakeness yeah. that I've like ever seen that I was like wait what and I also, I haven't seen the stage production. I don't know the show very well. So I guess I'm coming in from that angle. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, this is on Netflix. A lot of people are going to be watching this from that same angle. And not that it has to appeal to the uneducated population of people that don't know musicals. But I didn't necessarily completely understand, like, the structure of it, I felt like. Like, the jumping between, like, what was going on and then him singing on the stage. And I also, I went into this thinking Vanessa Hudgens was his love interest and she's not, which is fine. But she, like, barely said anything. And I just felt like they were really, like, pushing her on all of this because, Mm -hmm. like, probably the other – biggest name in this like the other leads aren't as famous as she is but she's not really like important in the movie right I don't know that kind of threw me for a loop but overall I don't think that I would watch this again I just I I think I'd probably watch a different movie musical like something maybe a little bit there I say La La Land I'm sorry
0: well no this is the thing like if we're talking about the resurrection of movie musicals, La La Land did that five yeah. years ago. Yeah. Like, point blank, period. This is like the next one to come out, unless we're considering the filming of Hamilton, a movie musical, which I don't know why people think that. It's literally just a, a filmed
1: stage production, but- Well, yeah. We well, anyway. also have Cats and In the Heights. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, I forgot about those. Yeah. La Land was the catalyst. lin Manuel Miranda has maybe contributed the most since Oh, then, for sure. For sure. Which which is fine, but we can't like credit everything to him. Um, right. Yeah, I don't I don't know. That that's kind of weird. And also, yes, this is like definitely not if we're talking about this as a film, this is not the best film ever. Some of the editing is insane like like within the first five minutes they cut to a moment of like a a take of alexander ship like laughing like mid-laugh they like while she's supposed to be having a conversation you could tell it was like in the middle i don't know Mm. it's it's definitely not the cleanest thing in the world uh i absolutely agree with you there i think more so what draws me to it and will probably bring me back to it is that you can tell that this was a passion project Mm -hmm. from everyone in it in terms of the actors and the performances they're giving like everyone is truly having the time of their life there and really cares about the material and the story at hand which is which is what I think I enjoy and I appreciate and I think that's when the best art happens like especially for me as a director too usually the first rehearsals I have with everyone I'm always like listen I want to make sure that we are in like a safe productive and joyful Environment. I don't care if what we put on, like if the production we put on at the end of this is like absolute shit and like we did <laughs> nothing. But if everyone had a good time and felt safe and loved and feels like a better person coming out of it, that's more important to me than the final product. And that's what I feel like
1: this movie was. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, that is the beauty of theater. And I think we rarely see passion projects in film because film is it's so, so commercialized. It's so expensive and it's so commercialized. And I agree. I think that if anything, you do see that a little bit more so in this film. However, my biggest Critique for this is that I wish they would have taken that and gone the full way Mm -hmm. rather than trying to make something like Jonathan Larson's work, which I mean, now Ren is very commercialized and, you know, they have the movie with Adina Menzel and, you know, everyone knows Seasons of Love and it's on every t shirt in every, (laughs) you know, Broadway gift shop in the world. But I guess what I would have liked to see is like less. Sophisticated cinematography, I guess. Like, not mm. to say that it was not that it was sophisticated, but. I would have loved to see, like, those handheld moments that, you know, you you do get in Rent because the characters yeah. are filming this. And not that that's a thing in Tick, Tick, Boom, but, like, at the party and stuff like that when they're in the apartment. And I guess, like, these big, like, zoom outs and, like, I just feel like that's where I lose it with movie musicals is mm-hmm. that they're trying to make it this, like, big grand moment because it's a musical. But, like… This is not a flashy tap number where you have a dance break. Like, it's just not that. And if this was done in a black box, it would be so stripped down and it would be, like, so moving and about the story. And I just – I lost that. And – I wanted to connect with Andrew Garfield's character, Jonathan Larson, and I felt like I couldn't because also a huge issue I have with these sort of movies and I have this issue with Ren and Sex and the City and just about every New York sort of film and TV show is like they keep saying how poor they are, but they live in this like giant apartment and I know like it's the 90s and times are different, but it's like... Sometimes they're squatting, but they're, like, squatting in, like, a Soho loft. And it's just, right. like, I don't know. There's just – I I would have liked to see the cinematography emulate this, like, claustrophobic, gritty, flying by the seat of your pants sort of feeling rather than, like, ooh, we're in a diner and now, like, the camera's going to, like, quickly – pan over here and then like we're going to do a swipe to this side and then it's going to be over here and then we're going to have a big zoom out and everyone's standing outside the diner like that was just too much for me and I feel like it distracted me from everything else that was going on and maybe that's a little bit harsh but that is my opinion and I stand by it.
0: (laughs) Yeah I don't think it's harsh and like I yeah I feel like that that number in particular for the song Sunday at the diner. Um, yeah. With all of the cameos of literally every Everyone. Broadway star ever. I mean, Bernadette Peters and uh, Beth Malone, Renee Elise Goldsberry, Philippa Sue. Literally. The, the original cast of Rent uh, yeah. with Adam Pascal and Daphne Rubin Vega, Cheetah Rivera. Yeah, well, like, what Brian Stokes Mitchell like I I was absolutely losing uh my mind and then like oh my gosh having all like literally every famous Broadway uh composer and lyricist in the other scene too like Joe Iconis and Tom Kitt and uh Alex Lacamoire and Dave Malloy who is like a person ever wait, wait. I didn't um, see them Ooh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, How did I they miss that? Literally every, which I think, that, again, this loops back to like the passion project thing. Every person yeah. who was ever influenced by Jonathan Larson who has a career like because of him or, you yeah. know, just loves his work. Like we're all in this a movie together. I'm mm. just like so big and beautiful and like that's the stuff I want to do is like make movies with my friends I don't know and again I think that is distracting me from a lot of the actual (laughs) technical issues of the film because it just like gave me the warm and fuzzies the whole time Uh, that's okay but (laughs) yeah and now everyone who listens to the podcast is going to know that I am a nerd and you know what that's (laughs) fine I accept it I love it and, uh, yeah, we're all just going to have to deal.
1: Yeah, I – okay. I did enjoy this, and I love hearing that, you know, this means a lot to you and that you're able to relate to it. Maybe I needed a little second watch to, like, appreciate it more, I guess, because uh, I feel like I would, but I guess – if I wanted this like fun vibe I would just watch like not the movie of Rent but like the live recording of like the original cast of Rent. I feel like I would probably watch that over watching this again which I feel like I always say this I'm like like would I watch this again and I mean that doesn't necessarily make a movie good or bad because I have a lot of favorite movies that I don't re-watch. I feel like this will be the like cast party movie for like every high school this year.
0: Yeah, like play this in the background, have a great time when like the songs you love come on, you sing to um, Mm them. Yeah, definitely. This is this is this is like a put on in the in the background kind of movie because again you you miss the parts that are rough around the edges. True. True.
1: Yes. And and there are those, but that's okay. We're gonna look past it. Landman Mo Miranda, I'm proud of you. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like he was given this because he's Lynn manuel Miranda. Like, I don't really know all that much of, like, what he's directed. I know he did do Tick, Tick, Boom. He doesn't direct. Period. It, like, well, it, well, yeah. So that was a little. Yeah. I don't think you should.
0: Like, Love and Light, this has been a passion project for him. Like, Tick, Tick, Boom specifically for a very long time. Yeah. Including, yeah. Like, like, musical, the actual musical and, like, staged readings of it, like, years back. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I am happy, like, as an artist, I'm happy that he got to do this. I don't really want to see anything else directed by him. I would like him to keep writing things. Yes. And like keeping the theater community alive, you know, shout out to him for bringing the drama bookshop back.
1: Right. Um,
0: Like, let's focus, let's focus our energies more in that direction. And we'll leave the, the actual directing to, um, to us, Tommy (laughs) Kale. And to us. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Next project, Lynn. Send it to me. Thank you.
1: And on that note, that's a wrap.
0: Thanks so much for listening to today's episode, everyone. If you enjoyed, you can rate and review us on your favorite podcast platforms, wherever you listen. You can also follow us on Instagram at The Cinema Chicks and on TikTok at Cinema Chicks.
1: And if you want to be friends, you can follow me on Instagram at Madeline Daisy Rancourt and on Letterboxd at Madeline Daisy.
0: Or... You can follow me on Instagram at Hope Johansson and on Letterboxd at H Joha.
1: And before we end today, we'd like to thank our sponsors Jonathan Larson, literally every Broadway star who made a cameo,
0: and the Broadway community. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad we had that talk. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much.